We are back. Very happy to be here with uh, the goat, as they call you. Why do they call you that? I don't know who calls me that. It's been who ref- came up with that. Many that, folks have called your you friend that. Allison might have came up with that. Uh, she might have come up with it, but uh, it's been repeated. Uh, Andrew Jensen, uh, are you the editor? Managing editor, editor. Alaska Journal of Commerce. Love that. I I um I have that Alaska landmine thing, and I labeled myself editor in chief, just because I like that. <laughs> I inherited the title. I didn't get to pick. See, when you can pick your El Jefe Grande or something. When you can pick your title, it's amazing. Yeah, Uh, but it also means you're not making any money. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, remember that Seinfeld episode about the maestro? I'm trying. He is a maestro. Right. Right. (laughs) I want you to call me Jerry the Great. All right. (laughs) These Seinfeld episodes get like referenced a lot, and I Mm -hmm. I watched it. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes you haven't seen it for years, and then you. Like, but some of them, the soup Nazi, for example, yeah, everybody, yeah, that's just a pretty that. famous one. Yeah. Somebody yeah. gave me that shirt for Christmas. Really? Yeah. I heard no soup, soup Nazi is now prom- problematic. Uh, I don't care. For the, for the millennials who are now rewatching Seinfeld and have determined that uh, soup Nazi is a uh, very problematic term to be using. So, so that's some, I want to talk about some of this outrage stuff because I actually saw an article about somebody wrote all these millenni- younger millennials have gone back and watched that and friends. Right. Right. And they're just triggered and offended. And I mean, I, I think, you know, sometimes there's reasons to say this is bad, but then it just seems like mo- more so than not, people just get mad. It's a, about, it's like a, a national, movie it's a national or, pastime now is, is outrage. I mean, it's even, finding something to be offended by and especially being offended on somebody else's behalf, some other group's behalf. You know, they call it the virtue signaling, right? right. Where, um, you know, where, where people, that's the, they want to send out this message about how enlightened they are, how woke they are, and so they they you know join in these social media pylons. Are you woke to prove how righteous they are? Are you woke, Andrew? I've been woke, been woke, woke up woke. I want to say I want to take a quick break for our sponsor. Uh, you brought some bookers. That's and, right. Uh, we have a little red solo cup here, and you're wearing a Jack Daniels hat. So, well, you know, it was more just color coordination type you, of thing. You, you actually, if I if I was walking down the street and didn't know you, I'd, I'd, I'd actually be scared. Yeah, you'd have to cross the street. Yeah, you got you, got, yeah. you look like you might, somebody might want to hurt me if I, if I messed with you. I like the hoodie look. <laughs> so you're obviously not woke. I'm. Uh, I would. Con- yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Definition of woke is hard to understand sometimes. I I, I, I try it to changes every day. I try to you know be aware of. You know, for example, um, folks will talk about like institutional racism, right? right? And and I actually believe that you know, um, as a white guy, I probably I, I know I have some advantages in my life that I wouldn't have had if, if I was a black guy or a Mexican guy, or so like I'm aware of that. But it's like, at what point do you do you say? You know, where does it? Where does it like? Where's the? Where's the line? Well, I think where the institutional racism problem really comes about is more about economics. You know, if you look at the conditions of poverty in inner cities for the last 50 years, that really hasn't improved from the educational standpoint, from a job standpoint. It's gotten, it's gotten and worse. So it's, and so those people are set up to fail. You know, if you put that many white people in a certain situation like that, I think you'd see a lot of the same outcomes as far as, you know, crimes, you know, where you're only out. Uh, uh, means to make a living is is through selling drugs or something like that, something illegal. Well, the, like the penalties for you know crack versus oh, cocaine, yeah, the, the people who are absolutely. incarcerated. Yes, I mean, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I've I've told the story where I, when I was younger, I got I got pulled over once, and uh, you know, I was twenty one or twenty two, and you know, I had a few drinks. I probably was close. I don't know where mm-hmm. you know where I could could have been gone either way. I think you know, right. but but 
never had any charges before that. And, um, you know, he, uh, he let me go. He said, go home. And I just, I just don't think in that situation, if I was, you know, another, if I looked differently, right. I, I might not have gotten, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. So yeah, I, I, mean, I acknowledge that. And, and oh no, there's no doubt there's, there's been too many scandals and, and evidence of, of, of bias and racism um, from uh, the law enforcement community. And I think one thing that's interesting about that is where do you, you know, where do we have these huge problems? You have in LA, New York, Chicago, Baltimore. These are places that have been run by Democrats for 50, 60 years. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to say that where there's so much projection onto uh, say the right from the left about being racist or, or having racist institutions. But mm-hmm. if you look at where the biggest problem areas for, for police corruption, for police brutality, they're in liberal Democrat run, well, where, they, where they've been run by Democrats for, for 50, 60 years where Republicans, have, you know, San Francisco hasn't had a Democrat mayor or a, a Republican mayor since 1962 or something like that. So, I mean, they've had like liberal utopia, their opportunity there. They've had full control. They have so much wealth. In that area, and look at what's going on. You have people shooting up on the street, taking you know uh, bowel movements on the street in, you, in, you, in, in, a, in a place that is one hundred percent controlled by by liberal philosophy. You can use any language you want on the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, you watch the documentary The Thirteenth by chance on Netflix. That, no. You should watch it. It's okay. really good. It's all about the Thirteenth Amendment and after slavery and how that kind of allowed for people, everybody's free unless they're you know been, unless they're arrested or put in prison. All the rules and Jim Crow and all this over the years, but. One of the takeaways for me was it, it was it wasn't like, you know, as a wh- white people, as a white person, we should, you know, the government should force me. One person said this. I forget who it was, but the government should be forcing me to give something up or, or, or redistribute. But we should all acknowledge that decisions made hundreds of years ago by, by our ancestors mm-hmm. put certain people in advantageous positions and other people in disadvantageous. Right. And we should acknowledge that and we should do our best to kind of, right. you know, by acknowledgement. Right. Um, and, make, make things better. And it shouldn't no, be a gov- and, and government. Not, right. And, and we're not in a, we, we're not there. We're, we've not, you know, erased those sins of the past. But there's no other country on the planet that has that kind of a history of one race oppressing another race that has emerged from it, where those scars are not still there, where there's not still, and you know, I, basically, I, you know, warfare or tribes I, still I, financially. I, if you go from Africa to Europe, from any of these places where they have long held, um, where one one race or one tribe has dominated another, you've either had war or where in Europe where everybody's got to have their own country. You know, yeah, you got to have Bosnia Herzegovina and Serbia, and you go and they have to split up because I live on this side of the mountain from you, and we can't live together. We have to have our own country. Whereas the United States really, because of its constitution and because of the processes that have been put in place, we've actually been able to make progress where other countries haven't. You know, if you look I think at another- racism in other in, in Europe and. You know, China. I mean, go try to be black in China and see how that works. Well, China, well, China's so homogenous. I think a similar example would be Australia. I spent, you know, I spent time mm. the year there, and they they, they have really um, not begin to really come to terms with their history with the Aboriginal. You know, and right. It's really it's 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 not even taught there. So I think we've, in a lot of ways, I think we we've um, we teach this. You know, when I was mm. in school, we learned about civil rights, Martin Luther. I mean, right. We learned about this stuff, and we try to I think I think impress upon our you know kids and the, the history of our, our country and right. some of the problems that existed. But anyways, let's real quick uh, go back. Andrew Jensen here, a Journal of Commerce managing editor. You, so you, you guys focus, uh, 
more more on business, and you guys do some great stuff in oil and gas. I know El, right. Elwood Bramer is a great oil and gas. Yeah, reporter. you know he's been he's been with us now for about for a little more than six years, and uh, he's definitely uh, one of the best out there as far as covering the industry. And you know, and so yes, we focus on the business world, mining, tourism, transportation. Uh, and you guys you got know, acquired the, by the. Yeah, the Binkleys. Uh, Binkley, the yes. Indian yep. conglomerate. Yep. So that's just coming up on a year now of, uh, of that, that ownership shift. And it's, I mean, it's really been great. I mean, are, lo- are, local ownership, you can't, there's no substitute for local ownership. And, what, and when, are they gonna, when are they going to buy the landmine? Is that nice? <laughs> you have to talk to Ryan about that. Well, to be, to be uh, you know, to be fair there, uh, we partnered with the ADN yep. mm-hmm. for the election central sure. twice, and that went really well. Yeah, those are some enjoyable times. The, the infamous Mead Treadwell. The, the, the Mead meltdown. Yeah, the Mead meltdown. Man, and, that was... Uh, yeah. When I think about that, it just makes me uncomfortable because it was so, it was, it was just so unexpected. Right. And, right. And, and Tom Hewitt really, I think, probably handled it the, the best. He, right. You know, he yeah, really. They sort of went. He you know sort of went after the ADN right, right in front of him. Right. Uh, right to his face. And uh, which I mean, that's respectable. It's better to, to you know say if you have a criticism to actually express it directly versus some I, anonymous thing or you know through through some other kind of means. Um, I saw and, an interview with John Tester about you know Trump and him you know and he, and he goes. Because Trump's gone after him a lot, and he mm-hmm. goes like, "Look, you know, I actually appreciate somebody who like I know who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to say something to me and like go after. Like I, I'm, I know right. how he feels. Right, right. There's no, you know, well, that's that famous Malcolm X quote quote about you know I have more respect for a man you know who who calls himself a devil than the one who pretends to be an angel to my face. You know, uh, yep, it's you, you have to say that there is something to be said for people who, you know say what they mean and mean what they say you know regardless of it it's just it's a it's a far more honest it's, it's, position it's, than a lot of politicians it, who you know who who talk a good game and then they get elected and and don't follow through or or really didn't mean step people in the back say. yeah step people yeah. back mm-hmm. yeah i mean as, as somebody who, who basically says what i think uh it's it's i, I never not want to be that way but it's also a double-edged sword sometimes because you you some people aren't used to that and they get they get so upset right. when you tell them something they don't like right and I've always thought, you know, the job of especially a friend, it's like tell me when I messed up or tell me when I did something wrong. Or right. Have don't 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 sit here and you know, kiss my ass right. in front of me and then right. go behind my back and and talk bad about me. Right. Right. I mean, and that's the thing where where I've gotten to a, a position where I have you know a certain degree of professional freedom where I've been able to write my opinions and, and go on shows like Steering and 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 now here with you to to express my opinion. Yeah, you, you, you know, and I and I think that that's a much more you know it's it's much more honest and straightforward to. Uh, be able to you know put your opinions out there so you're not because a lot of you know there's a lot of people out there in in the press um, nationally or whatever that ha- that that hide their biases under the guise of objective you know com- com- you know claiming to be you know just simple objective fact finding reporters and and basically they're being dishonest about their true see, yeah, biases what, because you can see it come through in the writing while they're claiming to be objective. What, what, what I hate about quote unquote objectivity and in, in um, media or in reporting mm-hmm. is if there's a story, right? And let's say seventy or eighty, like let's say eighty percent of people feel one way, and and this is kind of the way it is, and this is the reality, and and somebody else is here where it's a fringe thing or where it's not, it's like it, it's just they aren't equal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why should you have to report those things as equal if they aren't equal? You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, no, I and you know I, I understand that criticism uh, as well. And there's you know and there's a there's you know there's some issues where oh well hey you know you know Nazis and versus you know Jews and, yeah well you know they both had some you know well it's like on TV <laughs> yeah, when, you, when, 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 when you when you put a you know? when you put a Holocaust denier next to a you know like a professor of who studied the Holocaust like. They they appear you know to somebody right. watching to be to be equal, right? 
Uh, but that's, I mean, TV is different, I guess. The, the, but I'm talking about more like reporting. I mean, sure. sometimes you, you know, there's, there's like, you know, for example, this uh, plastic bag recall. Right. It's this guy, David Neese. You mm-hmm. know him? He's, he's mm-hmm. a prolific kind of, uh, what, what's he, perennial candidate. Yes. He's always doing yeah. crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And he has this petition. And I saw somebody, I think it was KTV or KTU, they reported on it. Like, mm-hmm. like it was a legit, th- it's not right. legit. It's him. Right. It's right. one guy right. with, with um, I am the plastic bag ban at gmail.com or some weird thing. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's not a th- it's not a thing. I mean, it, right. it's it's his if he gets, thing. If he gets the signatures, it'll be a thing. I, I think it's a. Th- you know? It's fair to say so, this guy's doing this. He's mm-hmm. done this before. He's a pr- like just sure. say what it is. Right. Instead of pre- presenting it as like some. I mean, why should he get the same coverage as some somebody who puts together a group mm-hmm. of ten people and who puts a lot of work into it? Right. To do something. Right. Yeah. I mean, to- well, if there was, you know, and and I, I sort of wish there because I would sign that petition. I think the plastic bag ban is 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 ridiculous. Is it really that big of a deal? I mean, Palmer, oh, look, the Palmer and Wasilla did it. I mean, I, right, but I they don't didn't really ban, care. But they didn't ban all plastic ban, uh, bags. You know, they 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 banned the thin ones at the Walmart, Fred Meyer, that sort of thing. They didn't ban the plastic at gift shops or say at Old Navy, right? Because you, you ever go to Old Navy or Gap or, or a clothing store and you get and you and you get that giant plastic bag, a huge one, yeah, right. So now all these retailers, they're going to have to go get order paper bags which are heavier which take more to produce and then they have to get those shipped to alaska which is going to add cost and and so when when people make this equivalency to the palmer thing it's not the same at all this outright ban where you know gift shops downtown where he had thirty thousand dollars worth of bags with his well, logo they, on they, it they, that he was going to have to eat until well, they, they they extended move. it to sure to, but i mean but that's the law of unintended consequences where they're, I, they're I trying you. to be so righteous and and then they caught up all these uh, you know small business owners in 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 something that they really are not part of the problem. When I was a kid, I remember the paper that was the trees. Mm-hmm. Now we're going back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the thing I mean, is, I guess the thing is, you're supposed to ideally get your own little bat, like right, right, cloth bags, and then leave them in your car, I guess, and take them. Yeah, and That's then the pe- and then and then people don't clean them out, and then. Uh, you know, E. coli and and germs, you know, build up in those bags over time because you think about what you grab from maybe, the store. You know, it's it's covered with germs. Maybe you should be the plastic bag recall guy. I, I mean, I I went the, the day it passed. I got on Amazon and I ordered uh, nine hundred of the little T-shirt bags from Amazon for nineteen dollars. So my what I'm planning on doing whenever it does go into effect, I'm going to walk into Walmart with you know about ten plastic bags in my pocket, and then I'm going to get up there and sack my groceries in the in the band bags. That's that's Ooh, my plan. Yeah, yeah, that's my plan. There. Hey, you're supposed to bring in your own bags. That's the that's the rule then, right? So I'm going to bring in a bunch of plastic bags and uh, use them, and then when I'm done with them, I'm going to use them to pick up dog crap. I so, like that. Oh, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. Because they're, they're still cheaper than, you know, buying the little rolls or whatever. It's about twice as expensive to buy the little rolls specifically for dog poop than to buy the T-shirt bags. That's a lot, of, uti- ut- as well. a lot of utility. You're getting yeah. all that use out of those. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, and you think about, you know, I think Austin, Texas did something like this. And then, of course, then there was an increase in people buying plastic, you know, trash can liners. Because they used to use the the grocery bags for those little trash cans, and now, well, we don't have the little gar- the little plastic bags. Now they have to go buy plastic bags that are thicker, that require more uh, uh, energy, more oil, or whatever to produce. And then those are still going so, into the landfill. So you haven't really reduced anything in terms of the trash stream. So I have uh, took, went to UA. I have a history degree, minor in economics, and took a lot of. Econ- I almost got a major. Took a lot of e- economics classes. My two takeaways from economics, and one of my professors, Paul Johnson, who was the former chair and. He's kind of a very libertarian-minded economist. Mm-hmm. My two big takeaways from that were um, incentives matter yep. and be aware of unintended consequences. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the macro kind of behavioral stuff. And 
Um, it's so true that unintended consequences, right. things that you make a great decision right. and you don't think about what's going to happen after that. Right. Because you think about it, you know, what it's going to cost shipping wise cumulatively to ship paper bags versus plastic ones. You know, that's one thing in Alaska that we have to deal with on everything is the shipping costs and shipping costs are based on weight. So if you take 50 plastic bags and you replace them with 50 paper bags, you have a huge difference in weight and cost. And that cost is going to get passed on to the consumer one way or the other. So what do you, what do you think the, uh, the motivation behind the folks who are behind the... Again, it's all virtue signaling. It's virtue. It's, 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 it's just, all about virtue. Because, you know, do, do, to, to do you go think they, so far in, in the ban. You do you know? think they think they're actually making a difference? Yeah, which mo- is really ridiculous. They think this is making a difference, and it makes no difference whatsoever. You know, I mean, you saw the, the pictures I've been posting on Facebook where I've found the, you know, walking the dog and seen the, the reusable shopping bags in the trash or, you know, mm-hmm. along, along the, in the grass along Chester Creek. Uh, so it, 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 it's not going to solve anything. It's like these straw bands. You know, 90% of this plastic yeah, that's floating it. around in the Pacific Ocean, it's from eight of the 10 rivers where this is coming from is, is China, India, and, yeah. and Africa, where, where they're just throwing trash into the rivers and it's going out into the ocean. You can ban all, every straw in America, and it's not going to change that. I, I so, try I mean, to... Can, uh, we, can we reduce s- some disposable things uh, that we use? Sure. But, you know, once, once you go to a certain point where you're using a paper straw... I mean, come on. I try to, uh, like, if I go to the store, and if, I, if I'm buying groceries, I get bags. But if mm-hmm. I go to, like, any place and get something small, I always, if I don't need a bag, I always say, I don't want a bag. Right. Like, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I try to, on my own, whatever that's worth, I try to not, not waste or I try to be con- yeah. you know, conserve when, when I can. Uh, and I think if, if we all, you know, made good choices, that probably would make a bigger difference. All the right. people in these countries are talking about that, you know, they don't have, they don't have garbage. Right. Uh, management. Management. Yeah. So. Garbage management. And, and so until, until that gets taken care of. Then, let's, you know, the stuff that we're doing makes it makes zero difference whatsoever. So let's go back to your kind of uh, you're talking about your freedom to kind of say what you mm. want. And I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast a couple of days ago. You know, Barry Weiss from New York Times. Name's familiar. She's yeah, a yeah. pretty left progressive, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's very she calls stuff out like she's going after the women's march mm-hmm. for being associated with these very anti-Semitic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. and she's getting she's got hit by the left really hard for some st- stuff she's talked about. And um, she's pretty reasonable, but, you know, very progressive. Right. Um, and they were talking about how. Joe was like saying how smart she was. You're the smartest one in the room. And she goes, look, I'm not, you know, I I wouldn't call myself a genius, but I'm willing to put my opinion out there on paper. Right. And and not a lot of people are, when you think about it. Right. Willing to really tell you what they, what they think. Right. Or they're going to hide it under, it's, it's fact that, that what they're expressing is just common sense or reasonable when it really is just an, is an opinion. Yeah. And, 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 and that's where I think a lot of stuff um, happens where, you know, even like with. Uh, like the recent thing here uh, this week with, you know, Tammy Randolph's tweets, memes, etc. So let's talk and, about that. And, so. and where she, and where she's described by you know Dermot as hyperpartisan, but yet we just heard a month ago that Libby Bacalar, that's irrelevant. She can blog and say whatever she wants on her own time, but now suddenly Tammy Randolph is. Hyperpartisan, so, and so, she so, deserves so, super scrutiny for her social media posts, where they've claimed that Libby didn't. So, quick background: uh, Tammy Randolph was appointed to the board of regents yes. by uh, D- Governor Dunleavy. Yep. Libby Bacalar was a former attorney for the mm-hmm. state for 13 years, and she was one of the people that was let go. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a blog yep. and a Twitter, and her Twitter is actually, you know, some of it's kind of out there for most people. Right. But um, 
I would say the difference in those things, and I agree with you on, you know, with the Art Chan stuff. For, I think we can mm-hmm. probably all agree that that's just kind of, that's just way out there. Yeah, I mean, that, it, that, that's it just, is. That's just it, like. And, and the thing is, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I, I see Art, uh, I see his posts on, on Facebook and everything. Um, but to me, if, if things had, if he'd actually been hired and then his social media uh, style comes to light and then Dunleavy fires him, uh, I seriously doubt the ACLU would welcome in, him into their lawsuit along with Libby and the other two uh, members who claim their First Amendment rights but I th- have I been think, violated. I think, I think the big, a huge differentiation is Libby got fired and these people didn't get, well, in Arch's case, didn't get hired. Right, right. So and I'm the, just saying, there's, there's a distinction there. there. Yes, there is. There, there absolutely is. And so I was just engaging in a hypothetical to go a little bit one step further. If Art had been hired and then a, a stink had been made about his social media posts and then he was subsequently fired, I don't believe the ACLU would be jumping at the chance to defend him the way they're jumping at the defense to defend a chance to defend Libby. It's, it's that's, to, that's my it, only point I, is the double standard I, that I, we're well, engaging in. I think, right I think now. it would depend on what, what he had, what he, what he, if he continued what he said. I mean, the ACLU it's going back a while, but they defended the the, 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 the Nazis to right, Martin Skokie. Right, exactly, uh, and, and that's why the ACLU has historically been such a great organization because they are free speech absolutists. But now that there's, you know, there's a story that came out, I think, last year, early last year, uh, where these internal memos among the ACLU board of directors were leaked, where they basically decided, no, we're not going to defend first free, uh, the First Amendment and free speech absolutely anymore. Because it was just as recently as the Charlottesville uh, riot, where the ACLU had gone to court to ensure that those folks that were going there to protest the Robert E. Lee, the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue or whatever in Charlottesville, the ACLU helped them get their permit. But since then, they have, which is completely consistent with their history. But since then, and according to these you know, memos and board of directors discussions, they've decided we're not going to be First Amendment absolutists anymore. So mm-hmm. now they've decided to choose sides in what speech they're going to defend. And that is the speech of the left, is what they're well, going to decide and, to defend. And, and, and that's and, really unfortunate because they were historically such a great organization because they didn't pick sides. In, Libby, in Libby's case, I, re- I read through the whole uh, lawsuit, you know, and, and she was actually... Uh, but she'd been complained about by by people, uh, conservatives over the years have said she, you know, and they and she was investigated. The state paid uh, Bill Evans' uh, firm ten grand mm-hmm. to, to to look at her from an outside perspective, and they if you read the, the lawsuit, they, you know it's, the reports in there, and they concluded she had didn't doing during work time. She didn't write about state issues. She mm-hmm. wrote about so I mean, art stuff. I mean, a lot of that has to do with state, yeah, I mean, specific about, state, yeah. you know, and did, like the, some of the mm-hmm. na- native stuff, which is just, I mean. Libby is Libby's but, but now, we're, but now, but now, and but now we're parsing. That's speech. true. No, but, we're, we're parsing but, speech th- when that's true. The first I, amendment I is, doesn't parse. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to parse. I don't. I'm <laughs> not. But I'm, I'm just saying. To me, the big distinction is somebody who's doing their job, who's doing something, and was fired. And I think I think the the way they went about firing her was it was just they messed up. I mean they. They, Tuckerman said, Babcock, the chief of staff, right. you know, we want to make sure you're on board. And then they offered the other attorney the job back. Oh, and I wrote they, about this. It was found- completely ham-handed and uh, unnecessary, the way they handled all of those things. The, the way they handled the, the personnel, the, the request for the res- resignations from so many employees. Uh, it was totally ham-handed. It was totally Did you, un- did you get a lot of pushback? Because you, you're, you're kind of like me. I mean, I, I try to call out, I mean, people say what they want, but I call out what I see. Right. And if it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican. Mm. 
and and you're I think a lot of folks see you as very conservative. You are very conservative. Yes, but you but called I, out I, Tuckerman, yeah. and I, I what was the back? I mean, I'm sure you heard backlash about. I that. didn't. No, not really. Really? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't hear a word from you know, wow. and, and it was it was kind of funny because I. Because um, a lot of people, I, that, got, that article got a lot of play. Yeah, no, I I, I, and I know, and I and I think that, um, and and that's where I do try to, I do, yes, have a conservative point of view. I was kind of saying, I'd say you're, you're a little fiscal bit conservative. I'd say you're a little bit liberal, to the right, you know, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But you know, but on on policy things, um, but there's also you know process. Process matters, and so when people screw up the process in a way that hurts their credibility or hurts what their actual goals are, you know, the, the pro, you know, when you screw up process, you need to be called out on that. And, and I thought that was completely botched, ham handed. It was a power trip. You know, they, they didn't need to come in saying, you know, beating their chest and Spike, showing, showing, showing who's boss. There was no need for that. Yeah, it was, it was if they, if they really did have Libby on some kind of target list and they were going to, find a way to get rid of her at some point, they didn't need to do it the way they did. Right, they could exactly. have just simply oh. said, Hey, we're replacing you with so-and-so and done it completely quietly and everything. And or, they would have been or, totally or, justified. Or, or, or they could have moved her somewhere f- yeah. further away from the, you know, the lieutenant governor. Or, they, there's, I mean, there's any number of, of, of things they could have done, but just kind of just to circle back to, around to the point is that if you believe in Libby's First Amendment rights, then you have to believe in Tammy Randolph's First Amendment rights. And if you're just engaging in, and I don't mean you, I'm using the royal you, and if, but if, if, if someone is just simply engaging in tit-for-tat scalp hunting, Right, like, well, Libby got fired for this, so we're going to dig up something yeah, no, from her. I, now, then, then you don't believe in free speech. You I, can't have it both ways. You can either I, believe in the First Amendment and everybody's free speech, or you can try to go tit for tat. And well, you said this. Well, we're going to find out what you said, and now we're going to try to get you fired over it. I, 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 I agree. I agree with that. And I think some people, and you know, after this whole thing that I, I, I wrote about Art Chance, and mm-hmm. then we, I covered this stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Jonathan Quick, and right. th- this whole thing went down. Right. The next day, I. Honestly, felt sick to my stomach about because these are people, and right. you know, you, it, but the messages I got from a lot of people. I mean, the last time I had that many messages in a day was oddly enough during the speedo game, <laughs> speedo where, where game. I got you know. So I've been I've been through yeah. this. Like I right. could talk about this probably exactly where, where social media posts come back to haunt you. Right? And, and and you know what did I do? I mean, I, I wore a fucking speedo in Vegas mm-hmm. with chicks. We were having a good time. Mm-hmm. We were partying. We were, you right. know, nothing nothing was done wrong. Right. Right, and and that was in that, in that situation, I was targeted by mm-hmm. by a person who didn't like me, and right. they used that to, and they never even got. I'm not even gonna say who it is, you know, because it's, it's over. But they mm-hmm. never even got. Nobody even nobody even knows about their role. They just mm-hmm. see what happened and well, how it was portrayed. But um, some people t- some people revel and they relish in this stuff. Right, they, they wanted they want, and, and I, I'm not that person. I, but I do mm-hmm. think people the public deserves to know who is being put sure. forward, absolutely, and what what, what do they think? Absolutely. What do they do? What what are, who? They, mm-hmm. they, there's no, there's no, nothing wrong with showing no, who people I, are. No, at, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I don't, I don't mind. And that's why, you know, people should be careful about what they do on social media. That's why they say, you know, I mean, the, the, the stuff about Vince Beltrami's girlfriend, you know, I mean, oh, that's yeah. a sick burn. But if you're angling for a job, you know, at a higher level of government, eh, you know, you might want to try to um, tone that down. A little bit, you know, because I, I do get to say what I want, but I'm still mindful of the the language I use or how or or, or, or trying to keep making sure it's not personal. And, and that's why a and lot that of sort of thing. And that's, it, that's why a lot of these jo- these positions are, are subject to confirmation because right. people and there's a process where people right. and, and, and in some cases you're right. I think people they they want to. I mean, I've had people message me and say get get him get this person next. I go mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to get people. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if somebody gives me information that right. ends up being good, credible and right. important, I think right. it's worth. Right. The public 
you know, knowing about. But 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 I agree. I think some people are, um, and we could talk about you know the 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 the, the Covington kids and right and, and because and that's I, that's I, a, that's a perfect example I, of, of, of of this outrage mob where people, you know, it was just amazing the 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 twenty four hours of hate directed at a teenager based on nothing more than his hat, his skin color, and a smile. And people took all of their in their projections and their hate for yeah. either for white people, for males, for for people wearing Make America Great hats or, or whatever and projected it all onto well, this it, kid. It, it, it's, and it's, so it didn't matter what he did. If he had been standing there with no, with no smile, he would have been filleted. With a smile... He would have been. He was filleted. If he had turned and walked away from this guy beating a drum right in his face, he would have been filleted. There was no right response in the outrage mob pile well, on that he could have had. It's, it's fucking social media. And I, yeah. I admit, I bit. I before I shared the article, I saw a bunch of videos on Twitter, mm. and it it um it did you know it it made me upset because I saw you a, saw the a kid yeah. insulting, and I didn't. This is way before I saw the other right. stuff. I saw a kid to me, which looked like he was insulting or demeaning. De- de- well, being, are, being are you talking about the native- clip where the clip where the kids are all jumping up and down while he's banging on his drum? Well, or- yes, like yes, but the first one was just the one of of, of the kid the smirking at the, mm-hmm. at the native mm-hmm. man, and it looked to me like that was him insulting the guy. And then I mm-hmm. saw the other ones where the kids right. were, and and so I, I mean, I, I waited. It was a while, and then I saw CNN do an article, and I just, mm-hmm. I just, the the only thing I did was because in my mind, I grew up in New Mexico. And, you know, they were saying the guy was a Marine in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not actually accurate. <laughs> no, he was you know? a refrigerator mechanic in Nebraska for four years so, during the Vietnam times, as he likes to keep saying, and he went AWOL three times. But and, nobody bothered to fact check his and, background. And, and, and what I'm saying is, before I knew that, and this is, mm-hmm. I, I take responsibility mm-hmm. for that, I shared the article, and all I said was, my dad was a Vietnam vet, 25 years in the Navy. I grew up in a place in New Mexico where that, that you would have interacted with people. If I ever... In my mind, treated what I thought happened right. somebody. He would have smacked me. I mean, he, right. I, he wouldn't. Right. And mm-hmm. it just so, and it it um, it's his fucking social media where, yeah. you know, it just. And when I saw it over the weekend, and you know, I was engaged in other sort of things, and I, you know, and I and I saw it, and I immediately recognized sort of, okay, this is, gonna be crap, right? Because it's so perfect, for the narrative. It's the too good to check category right you know too mm-hmm. good to check and that's exactly how everyone all these people from right to left treated it it was too good to check it fit all of their beliefs and stereotypes about white male catholic and, and obviously, obviously it was, fit all the stereotypes and, and, and boom we're running with it. we're piling the, on we're, we're threatening violence we're getting them doxxed they had to close the school because there were so many threats against the school i mean they ran this outrage pile on against these kids in this school based on their internal prejudices uh, but obviously the first clip was very it was doctored to show to show that it was yeah it was it was, um, it was well or clipped you know well, basically clipped, to, right. make, to make it look like this was the entirety of the incident and then it took and, and, actually and, and, and those you know those fucking those black dudes that were yeah the black the Hebrew Israelites yeah. so, so yeah, you know yeah, what these guys yeah. are this group they they, they believe that I've seen them because I, I yeah I, you, I've, I've York, seen them once before in Philadelphia yeah, in New York yeah. they do this shit where they scream I mean they they believe they, they oddly believe that they're the descendants of, of the, the original twelve tribes yeah which it's like yo man I was watching Bill Maher. Last night it was like it was like yeah man sorry fucking do do DNA and that like you're not you know sorry right. but um I'm in no way these people are vile people I mean I have no excuse for right. these people the one thing I when I wrote about this and I said look I I, I take responsibility you know I I jumped and, and and believe me I I fucking hate the outrage culture 
more than most people mm-hmm. because you know I've I've been in situations where where my I've in some ways recently lost my job partly over you know people going after me for st- things that I choose to do when I'm supporting certain people mm-hmm. and 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 the outrage you know we have to like go after their jobs right you know, and I hate it I right. fucking hate it right um but I don't think these I mean these kids shouldn't have this shouldn't happen to these kids it shouldn't have been a big thing it shouldn't have been all over the media but I will say they were wearing those hats I mean I don't think they were wearing I mean I think they knew what they were doing they were looking for a little you I mean, know, you're in you DC, and, and people you know, know what that people know what that hat kind of it's come to symbolize something good or bad. Well, no, but who's decided what it symbolizes? That's what's that's what's messed up here is that is that people have tried to turn that into. A, I saw somebody say it's it's like wearing a a, a Nambla T-shirt or a swastika, which is total uh, crap. I, I don't it's agree. Total with you. Crap. I, 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 Other I don't the, agree with the that. left and the media are trying to define what wearing that hat means, you, you, and it you, makes you, me want to go out and buy one, even you, though they're cheap and boxy, and I don't like wearing hats like that. It doesn't fit your head right. It looks goofy. I don't want. But I I almost want to go get one of those I, hats I, now. I, just I, go around I, and trigger people. When I ran two years ago, that was before the. Trump. I mean, he there was he was always Trump, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had to make Alaska great again hats. I mean, they, they were mm-hmm. big, they took off. We, I think right. we got, you know got got rid of a thousand mm-hmm. of them or something. Mm-hmm. But since I mean, you you, you don't think that um, a lot of people who who see the stuff Trump says and does, you don't you don't think that that hat kind of to them shows. Do you think Trump is a racist? Do I think he's a racist? Um, I don't think he's a racist. I think he probably. No, knows that some of his supporters have very um, certain views, and I think I think I, 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 I don't okay. think he I, I think he know I think he knows what he's saying, and I think some of the things he he uh, does to appeal to certain people. Yeah. Do you do you think that I mean do you think that that group is large enough to swing an election? No, it's not large. It's, it's but it's big. Okay. It's, it's, I, mean, like, I mean, they, I mean, if if that group if that group of people was big enough to swing an election, then how did Obama win twice? You know, well, I, I mean, I, if people were, I mean, think about it, right? We had a, a two-term black president. Now, if there was so much racism in this country, well, if I, I there was so much Nazis or white supremacists or, or whatever, if there was so many of them out there, then how did Obama get elected twice? This, they are fringe. They have elevated a fringe group They've elevated the fringe to try to make it up to smear. Well, all you're, you're, of Trump's so, so I would say there's different. Like, there's, there's okay, the outright white nationalist people who are screaming, mm. you know, I, you know, all this shit. Yeah, those are fringe, very small. Mm. But I, be, I do believe there's people who, who aren't like that, who kind of, you know, they want to go back to a different time, you know. And they, they aren't. They would. People, you, we, we know these people, you know, and they aren't mm. bad people. They just they look at things differently, mm. and they look at a guy like Trump, and they go, well, he's. He, we're gonna because we're, things things are bad. People losing jobs. I mean, he's right. he tapped into a very specific. And um, I think a lot of people missed it. I mean, I missed right. it. I didn't. I didn't think he was. But gonna, I mean, but I mean, but do, do those people uh, are they are they people who had lost their jobs in Michigan or Ohio? Are they are they racist? No, but or, I, th- or, I think it's or easy. Are they looking for someone who said, you know, hey, this guy Trump is actually standing up for me? I mean, does that mean? I think it's easy to blame other people in the history of this in the world. You blame mm-hmm. other people for your mm-hmm. problems. Sure, but like, he's, but he's who very are they good blaming? at blaming. They, well, they Mex- were blaming, Mexicans have been blamed. Well, no, I mean, well, taking our jobs and if you, know, you look at okay, they aren't really taking they, the, there those is jobs. okay, but there is it is factual that illegal labor that draws a lower paycheck does crowd out legal wage paying benefit jobs right when when you when you can go to home depot and hire a couple guys to go tile your floor versus 
you got to call a guy in the yellow pages to use a really old school kind of reference and and to come over and tile your floor and, and he's licensed bonded insured and he's going to come over and do a professional job and yeah, you no, know I, whatever right i mean and that's and you multiply that especially in the construction trades where where illegal labor has crowded out legal resident it, it, jobs it, 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 it's, and it's not racist necessarily it's not racist to just recognize that it doesn't mean you don't like Mexicans because if they if, if a Mexican immigrates here legally and they are a citizen, then they're gonna get the same job as a white person, you know, and they're gonna get paid better and have insurance and workman's comp and all that other kind of stuff. But you have a segment of the left and the right, which the left wants voters and the right wants cheap labor, that don't want to do anything to actually do something about it. Well, I don't, I don't really buy the voter. I mean. People who are people, illegal people can't vote. This myth that they're voting is <laughs> Wait, it's fucking crazy. Did you not see the they're, story from Texas okay, yesterday? No, did you there, go to there's the, not million. I mean, no, the Texas Secretary of State just came out with a report yesterday that looked at everybody who voted, and they found 98,000 people who were registered to vote in Texas that, under in their Division of Public Safety database, match records of non citizens and they also found that 58,000 of those 98 had voted in one or more recent elections so when so, you look so at, we have a, you look we at have Beto a, O'Rourke how close that race was with Ted Cruz and that there's been 58,000 people who are non-citizens who have voted in Texas it does so absolutely I, I, I'd happen. like to see that report but we have a problem in Alaska um, and this is this goes this goes to a whole unintended consequences going back to that we have something called motor voter mm-hmm. which I, I like that well, PFD it, voter. It, it, it sounds like motor voter but P- no PFD mo- voter. motor voter is but way before BFD voter. Oh, I is, remember is, voter voter. Is, sure. And you go to D, we all know you go to DMV. Do you want to register to vote? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the DMV people, the clerk isn't you know they yeah. aren't trained to like know who to register right. to vote. And people have you know who have green cards or people who have mm-hmm. certain visas. They they said um, yeah. I mean they didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And people have been uh, subject to deportation because they asked to check a box and they got registered when 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 you know it's this program they want to encourage right. people to vote. So. So I don't know what happened in Texas, mm-hmm. but but this this idea that I mean people are, are, are all these illegals are, are going to vote. I mean it's just it doesn't it, it's Trump saying three million well, people no. are voting. Well, you know California, no, no, nothing to sure. support no, well, that. Yeah, I mean Trump exaggerates. There's no there's no disputing that he exaggerates. He's uh, he's a bullshitter. You know, there's, oh, there's yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean he's there's, fucking, there's, he's fucking there's, out there. There's man. two kinds of you know there's there's liars and there's bullshitters. You know, a, a liar is deliberately, willfully telling a falsehood a bullshitter is like yes is like a, a car salesman or a real estate agent or whatever a salesman right they're bullshitters right trump is a bullshitter he's a promoter well, and, and, well there's also right? hus- like, there's also the, hustlers right yeah i mean i think they're going to the same category the, 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 uh, there's a know, level of uh, salesman who's a hustler and right. there's level of oh, he's, you know. the, oh, he's the ultimate salesman look at what he's done with his brand where he puts trump on on everything Stakes. Trump steaks, Trump wine, Trump golf course, Trump hotel, Trump tower, Trump this, Trump that. I mean, he's you know the apprentice. I mean, he's a master of self promotion, and he's you like, can't uh, be a master a, of self promotion unless you got a little bit of bullshit in what's, you. What's the big guy? In the, is it P.T. Barnum? Who's the guy? P.T. Barnum? Or right. What's the one? Right. The, the the greatest showman? Right. That's right. Basically, yeah, it's basically him. I mean, he's, yeah, he yes, he is a he is a bullshitter. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that or defend that. But when people ask me, like, well, how can you support Trump? He does this, he does that, or whatever. And it's like, I, I can defend the policies that he's pursuing. I don't have to defend him on every little thing he says or everything he tweets or his personal but style. Don't, I don't have to defend don't that, you think, but like, I can defend the policies that, that he's going for. Don't you th- I mean, I don't I, I, 
I, I acknowledge this. I mean, yeah. Anwar, you know, the King yep. Cove. I mean, he's been great for Alaska. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the first one they to acknowledge that. They kept the fisheries that. open up here during the shutdown. They um, did. They kept having public meetings on NPRA during the shutdown. I mean, that's the thing. He has shown so much loyalty to Alaska. But, but don't you think that, I mean, don't you think on some level overall, when you have a guy like that, what he says, I mean, I mean, I, I go back to Reagan. You know, I was born in 84, mm-hmm. so I, I, I don't remember. I wasn't like, right. you know, around. But you, you look at how, how he talked and, and what he said. And I mean, he wasn't perfect. You know, he did things that some people didn't like, both sides. But right. he was just, you know, even Obama. And going mm-hmm. back to Obama. Oh, you want to talk about bullshitters. Obama's but, but, a bullshitter. Go, going, back to, going back to Obama. King bullshitter. You, know, you talked about the, the, how he got you know, elected. I, I actually believe that. Obama's election, you look at the Tea Party and some of this mm-hmm. over, I mean, I think that really d- dug up a lot of stuff that what, what wasn't, it was on the surface, it was, boy, and then mm-hmm. he got elected and a lot of people just, I mean, how many people do you know that that, that, that said things about, you know, friend, people you know that said some black joke, I mean. Oh, I, you know, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, really hear about it. I, I didn't really hear from, from friends. I don't really hang out with, with people who, who say stuff like that. I heard it. Um, I, heard, I, 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 mean, I saw it. We might want to check your company then. I, we should. But, I, mean, I, I got a broad group When you talk of, about uh, the ultimate diverse. bullshitters, I mean, Obama bullshitted his way through eight years in office, but the media agreed with him, so they didn't spend any time. I mean, remember like every time there was a scandal and he would say he read about it in the news, the first time he learned about it was in the news, whether it was the IRS scandal, whether it was Fast and Furious, whether it was whatever and Obama would be like oh, I didn't know about it until you guys wrote about it I mean come well, I mean, on I, that's I, total I, bullshit dude I, I think you and know, nobody like, ever like called the, him on it I think I think the economy I mean I, I economists I mean they a lot of they covered you know they covered the uh, the drones I mean the drone my problem with him was the drones I mean he, he, he expanded right. that program but, but, to, right. to, and, to and a lot more damage in these places. Killed a lot of civilians, killed American citizens without due process. I, I mean, mean, probably the, some the, that the, needed the, killing. The, the NSA, the NSA you know? stuff. Right. You know, the, exactly. the, the mass surveillance. But then he, he goes out of office and every media outlet is running with a scandal-free administration, as if Benghazi didn't happen, as if the IRS targeting conservatives didn't happen, as I, if Fast I, and I, Furious I, didn't happen. I mean, can you imagine if a Republican president was allowing guns to well, run I mean, into Mexico. Re- 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 I mean, Re- Re- Reagan had Iran Contra. I mean, exactly, but, and a, and there was like a, a huge stink about it, right? But but Re- Reagan also had the Le- the the, the uh, Lebanon, um, the Beirut, the Lebanon thing, the bombings. right, and, and then and, and then and then, and then, and he, and then he said and then pulled out. And, and, but but he but he said after that because it happened before he mm-hmm. said, um, and I'll never forget this. I w- went back and watched it. He said, well, sometimes when you do the kitchen remodel, you don't get it right the first time. And I just remember thinking, what you know, what if Obama said that or if mm-hmm. Hillary? You know, I mean. It's it's so much of like who who the person is. I mean, Obama and blamed, the supporters. Obama blamed losing an ambassador on a video when he knew that was I, bullshit. I, I remember the video was, and the media know, and know, the media covered that. for him, and the media covered for him. They put a guy in jail over that. Let's go back. You know, we go back to the First Amendment for a minute. They put a guy in jail because he made some video that no one had ever heard of, that no one had ever seen, that they used, and the media ran with the narrative because it was two months before the election, after he allowed. On his watch, and you say allowed might be the wrong word, but on his watch, there was an attack well, on American soil on 9-11 where an ambassador was killed. And does anybody know where Obama was, was that night? Stephen, um, Chris Stevens. Chris Stevens, yeah. yeah. Does anybody know where Obama was that night? No. Nobody knows. Remember Michael Moore makes a whole film focusing on George Bush sitting there for seven minutes after he finds out the Twin Towers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? Yeah. Does anybody know where Obama was that night? Does anybody know where Hillary was that night? Well, there's memos, the, the, there's the, emails the, the, that show wheels spinning up, ready to go help. The, they had and asked, nobody they, went. They had for months asked for more funding. Right. And, I mean, they right. had, so, so I don't know who's, I don't know who that's, who that's on. If that's on scandal. the State Department scandal. or the Congress for not funding it. But I mean, they, they, they had said. Clinton 
We were in, in Libya because of an illegal war. Congress never authorized going to Libya and deposing uh, Qaddafi. Congress never voted on that. Obama just went and did it. And I, I agree the Qaddafi thing was bad. I mean, that and, was... And people I mean, are and like, look, oh, look, Libya is now essentially a failed state. Right. I mean, it's... Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a slave trade of, in Libya I know, now. I know, there's tribal I mean, factions. And, 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 the, and, does, and does Obama and Hillary get any shit over, over Benghazi, over, well, if, over the situation if, in Libya now? If you want to get, I mean, really into the, our foreign policy, we can have a, you know, another podcast about this. Qaddafi was our, our guy. Yeah, he you was know, helping us out. With nukes and, and yeah. Reagan. And, I mean, he was well, no, our guy. But after we went into Iraq, which I'm not saying that going into Iraq was worth getting Qaddafi in line, but Qaddafi started becoming a real cooperator because he didn't want us to do the same thing to him, right? And, I, and, and then, ironically, it happened. And this, and this whole, the whole thing with Benghazi, the whole, it, is, it, is, it is an enduring scandal, I, I believe, and the fact that the media didn't cover it, and they never, you know, that Candy Crowley in a debate defended Obama's, you know, bullshit position about no, I did call it. What do you know? He didn't. Well, what do you think? What do you think you should? What do you think you should have done? I mean, every president has had this kind of stuff happen. I mean, it's, it's like, not about what Obama should have done. It's about the fact that the media, the way they covered it, the way they covered up for him, the way they advanced the video narrative when it was total bullshit, when it was a pre-planned attack, coordinated attack well, did, by did, Al Qaeda did, did, Didn't most? Didn't almost everybody? Eventually say, okay, it wasn't the video. I mean, that, uh, yeah, after the election, you know, that's remember Hillary Clinton's famous, what difference does it make uh, yeah, was, quote was, in front yeah. of Congress, wearing her Coke bottle glasses because she fell and hit her head. You know, I mean, we hear about Trump's supposed health when, when Hillary was falling down and fainting and, you know, hitting her head all the time, right? But, but no one ever focused let, on that. Let, remember, let, let was, me just ask you one question. So let me just, and, and this is just maybe it's superficial and I'll acknowledge that, but. You know, Obama just—he's just—he was normal. I don't—I just maybe I mean you know I mean, Bush was normal. I mean Bush was kind of a little. He said some funny stuff, but mm-hmm. you just you know Clinton. It was just you felt you just got Reagan, Bush. They were you just they were normal people. I mean mm-hmm. they, the way they talked and you just kind of yeah, felt like okay, there's problems. There's always political problems, but this Trump, he's just not. He's not normal for, for no, what but a president. I mean, to look at him. You know, being a billionaire and being the president is not normal. I mean, it's just not, it's not a normal <laughs> position to be. You know, I saw this headline the other day. It was, it was hilarious. It was, everybody's smart except Trump, right? We're, we're, Anderson we're. Cooper, everybody, you know, all these other people who's, who's, who know how to, or know everything about foreign policy, what he should do. What, you know, what, what do you actually do here? You know, to, to, you know, from, what would from you say? You, what would you say? What you, would you say you do? What here? would you say you do here? You know, all these other people who, who think Trump is a, is an idiot, but yet, what has he accomplished in life? And yes, born with a silver spoon, absolutely, absolutely. I was gonna say real quick. This this guy walked in and he's listening to us, and he just had the biggest smile on his face. We <laughs> <laughs> said, "What do you say? What would you say you, you do, do here? here?" That's one of the great lines. Well, yeah, one of the great lines of all time. I think was, was that Bob Slidell or Bob Spakowski? No, that, that was uh, yeah. the Bobs. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. Bob. It was like, uh, I think Slakowski. Right. What would you What would you say? I told yeah. you. I, I I talked to the customers, so the goddamn engineers yeah. don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just. I mean, it's just. A, a, which actually, I mean, customer service is a legit position. I was sort of felt bad uh, for him in in that situation. Because, I have people skills. Can you see that? <laughs> Because you do need someone to go in between the customer and that's the me. That's what I used you know? to do for yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, so that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So too bad for him. But uh, but I was just you know getting at it, it's like you know these people who think that Trump is an idiot or that he's. I, I don't mean, think he, I don't think he's an idiot. I think he I think he manipulates people. I think he he says things. I think he I I I don't think he always thinks about what he's saying. Some, no, I think but I mean, the, and, 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 and I, I'm, I'm kind of like that. But I'm not the president. I'm not trying him. to be president. I mean, look at or where governor. it's gotten him. Look at where it's gotten him. 
Got them all but, the way but what does it say about our House. What does it say about our country? Oh no, like, I mean no. I mean, we deserve it, to have Clinton versus Trump. America deserved that for a choice. You know, because we're not a serious culture. We're not a serious society anymore. The, the, we're not. The, we're not. You, you, talk about the, you talk about the media. The biggest thing we, that concerns me right now and, and, and with media and I, I do I cover stuff, you know, it's it's this whole fake this whole fake news, the attacking the media. I mean, no one knows what to fucking believe anymore. You, you, you show things to people, even if it's true and they say it's not true or if it's mm, not true, they say it's mm, true. Mm. I mean, no one knows what well, to, to well, look we don't agree on what, what's what's look, real. But look where that started, though, right? Like where you where you had a huge where. Uh, a huge segment of the population that said the place they got most of their news is from the Daily Show. Yeah, it goes back. Which it, is all about satire this isn't a new, this isn't and, a new and creative th- editing and, and everything, right? That, but that became like where people took what Jon Stewart said as freaking gospel. This, this isn't a new problem. It's, it's been happening for 30 or 40 years. And it's, yeah. But it's culminated to the point where how can you live in a democracy or in a place where we have to vote to elect people if the majority of people don't believe in what's real or can't agree on, you know, facts or can't agree on what's being reported as real or fake. And that's where I think the media has really fallen down because the media is 90% of the left. It's just a fact. How much, but how much of it is the media? How much of it is... You you go back to Nixon used to say they're the enemy of the people. Well, they were then too. They were 90% of the left back then. It's a liberal profession. It just is. But you're you're media. You're not I know. I'm I'm the 10%. (laughs) Not, I don't know if it's ninety. I've, look, I'm, I've, I'm not sure. I would say ninety. I've been, I've been, I've been in this business, you know, since 1998. So more than 20 years. Or did you start when and, you were like five? <laughs> you look, you look, young, look, look at me. Yeah. Look at that. Look if at that I face. took the hat off, you'd know better than to say that. Um, Bald guy convention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're still doing better than me, that's for sure. Um, barely, barely. But I've been, but I've been in newsrooms and I've been around people in this profession for 21 years. Okay, I know what the ideological composition of this profession is. And it's ninety percent no, liberal. I know a lot of reporters who, who local ones, and I know they're very liberal people. Right. And and I I don't disagree with you there. But I don't know if it's ninety percent. And the second question is, what? Why is that? Like, why don't people? I mean, you're you're a conservative guy. You you you're smart. You write. You you. Why don't people like you? More people like you get. Into- I don't know. Maybe they just go into more productive fields. You know. I don't. I don't know if, if there's something about. You know, I didn't get into being a reporter to change the world, right? I got the reason I got into writing in the first place. Uh, the, the first thing I started doing at the school newspaper at the University of Arkansas, Woo Pig Suey, Go Razorbacks. Um, Get him. But the uh, the reason I did, I started covering sports. I was a sports fan. You know, yeah, I, you, I ran, you were you were a sports fan. I, I ran I ran cross country and track in high school and everything. And and the first thing, uh, my first assignment, the first interview I ever did at the University of Arkansas for the school paper, the Traveler was. Uh, well, I got to interview John McDonnell, and John McDonnell is the, was the coach of the Razorbacks. He won 40 national championships while he was at Arkansas between track, indoor, outdoor track, and, and cross country. 40 national championships. Greatest coach in NCAA history, and he was my first interview. The GOAT. So, like, when I, when I got into this, it was it was because I was a sports fan, and then, so, and then I got to cover football, I got to cover basketball, I got to sit in the press box at the 50, I got to sit courtside during basketball games, interview Nolan Richardson and Tubby Smith, and, you know, the greatest coaches and players, guys who went to the NBA, and, you know, and on and on. It was, it was, it got fly all over the country getting paid to cover sports. So that's how I got into writing and, and journalism in the first place. But I mean, the, the rules were still the same, even though, and that was the thing where when I shifted into business reporting uh, and I was covering Walmart and Tyson and, and J.B. Hunt, uh, which all grew up in Northwest Arkansas within 10 miles of each other. Basically. Wal- it's really Wal- kind of amazing. The Waltons. <laughs> when you think about it, Walmart, number one retailer in the world, well, used to be before Amazon, but uh, J.B. Hunt, number one 
intermodal transportation company in, mm-hmm. in the country. And Tyson Foods, the number one protein supplier in the world, all grew up founded by Arkansans within 10 miles What's in, of what's each in the other. water over there in Arkansas? I, I don't, it's good water, Beaver Lake water, you know. Um, there's no insert joke there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it was funny because, you know, once you're covering the team – you can't be a fan of the team, even though I went to the University of Arkansas, even though deep down I wanted the University of Arkansas to win every game I was at. Once you're in that position as a writer and you have to yeah. write objectively about the team, you have to put aside your, your biases to cover the team honestly for your readers. And, and so, I mean, and that sort of skill naturally translates. But, I mean, if you can't put aside your, you know, political philosophy in the way you report a story right because i think what you see a lot happening now is if a story is bad for democrats it just doesn't get reported or it gets reported one time and there's no follow-up there's no ongoing coverage there's no nothing it gets reported once and then it goes away whereas if you if a story is bad for republicans they'll report the hell out of it right and so it's it's, it's not even so much i think certain what they cover certain it's what they outlets. don't cover it's what they don't cover right like the I mean, could you imagine if Bush's IRS was targeting liberal 501c3s? They'd still be talking about it. Well, not C4s, not C3s, C4s, tax code lingo there. But, I mean, could you imagine if Bush's IRS was targeting liberal groups to to revoke their tax? I mean, the media would still be going on and on about that. And Obama did it. we got to wrap up soon. But going going back to the uh, sport, I just saw something. I forget who it was, but somebody was saying, speaking of sports, uh, it's a question for you. They used to they, they they don't watch ESPN anymore because they used to love ESPN for sports. Mm. But they said and I don't really watch ESPN hardly at all. But mm. they said now it's like all political. Mm-hmm. You, is this true? Is it's this much, true? It's much less political than it used to be. Um, first take um, is still pretty political. Um, but this person but, said like they watch ESPN to watch sports coverage. Right. Right. And no. No. There was it no. Beca- there it became was, this there was, whole. There was a period of time there where it was. Um, well, yeah, where they were going full on with the anti-Trump stuff. Uh, full on with you know a lot of the race hustling, I call it, where any where any particular issue becomes a race issue, especially like with the whole kneeling. That was the thing where where ESPN really dove deep into choosing sides on a particular issue on the on the the kneeling during the that, anthem. That, that kneeling issue. thing just really confuses me. I mean, I just don't give a fuck. Like, right. people want to kneel, go good, right. good on them, go right. for it. That's their like. I don't know why anybody cares. I mean, I really. You know, you know the, the, the I get about, the military thing. The thing about but, uh, like, the kneeling is... People have the right to do that right, stuff. Right, Well, and the, the thing is... Who cares? That, that I absolutely respect... If Whatever Colin Kaepernick wants to do, again, here we go, to your, on your own time. Right? There's nothing stopping, no team, no NFL, no nothing is going to stop him from engaging in any social causes that he thinks are important when he's off the clock. When you have a job, your employer sets the terms of your job and first amendment rights don't apply when you're on the clock right you know if if you walk into carl jr and they say hey go fuck yourself you don't have first (laughs) amendment protection on that you know you don't so 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 saying guys or so so if the nfl or say if jerry jones says dallas cowboys you kneel we're gonna cut you that's perfectly protected Right. Because you're on the job and your employer can set the terms of your conduct while you're on the job. So you're right. I, I didn't give you know, protest, don't protest. It's, it's like those kids, you know, he did that for a while. There was a video of it. And then and then it's like, 
put it on the internet, like, you know, and then get mad, get mad. People Wait, which kids? The, the Covington, you know, the video right, came out. Right, right. So Kaepernick had done this for a while, as I understand, and then the, there was a video of it. Somebody, well, no, what happened, they it put was it during a preseason game. It was the outrage culture no, on the other side. The origin, no, the origin of it was, uh, it was during preseason one year, and uh, Kaepernick was just sitting on the bench while everybody else lined up for the national anthem. And somebody, you know, one of the beat reporters for the Niners noticed that he was sitting down on the bench while everybody else was lined up, and they asked him about it. And so he said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand for the flag that, you know, represents police brutality and, and oppression and everything. And so once this, that story was written about him sitting, then he decided to go take it uh, further to the, the well, kneeling. I, which, I, I think he was approached by a, a veteran. Yes, exactly. No. And said, you know, this is a better way to do that. Right, well, yes. And, and, and look, I appreciate where Kaepernick's coming from. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree other than, you know, look, Castro's no frickin' saint. You know what I mean? And when you go to Miami and you wear a Castro t-shirt, you're ignorant. You know, you're historically ignorant. You're wearing Che Guevara shirts or you're wearing cops or pigs, socks. You're ignorant and you're mm-hmm. hurting your own message. If Kaepernick... I mean, Aaron Rodgers, look, Aaron Rodgers could go to the 50-yard line and take a dump on the flag and he would still have a job. Michael Bennett still has a job. Mershawn Lynch, freaking Mershawn Lynch. He was on Bill Maher Mershon last week. Mershawn Lynch. He was on Bill Maher last week. Mershawn Lynch went to Mexico, went to a foreign country, and kneeled or sat during the national anthem of his own country and stood up for the national anthem of Mexico. And Mershawn Lynch still has a job. So it's not that Kaepernick is blackballed. It's that Kaepernick doesn't – he's not good enough – for teams to put up with the bullshit that's going to come with it, right? Because Michael Bennett, that's, that's, Neil, that, that, that's, Michael that, Bennett that, that's, that's raises that's, fist. That's interesting. If, if you say. can do the the, uh, the guy Brandon Marshall from, so you think the, if he was better and but I mean I mean yes, he is pretty he, was, he is pretty he, was, he is pretty good though, isn't he? No, he's not. He's not. I mean, his whole career, he never learned how to go be beyond more than a first read and then run quarterback. He get, like is my first guy open? Nope, I'm tucking and running. Teams don't want to deal with that, especially for a backup. So you, you're saying, oh, this, oh, this is fascinating. You're saying if he was a better player, yeah, would, he'd have they, a job. They, they wouldn't have. It's, it'd be worth the bullshit. Isn't there a whole thing? No, there's a there's a conspiracy among the owners to keep. No, him no, 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 no. I, no, I've no, read about. I've read about. I've read about. That's, a, that's, you know, a, that's an alleged you know, thing. You know, you know why? You know why Kaepernick doesn't have a job? And I'll, I'll put it this way: the reason Kaepernick doesn't have a job is because of the media, right? The reason Tim Tebow eventually left the NFL. Is or or, or didn't, couldn't get a job is because of the media. Because remember when Tebow would go to a team, right? When's Tebow going to play? You going to play Tebow? There'd be this huge throng of, the, of, he, of he media was, that would praying, come right? down, yeah. right, on, on Tebow. And then you're asking teammates, "Hey, what do you think of Tebow? You should Tebow play?" Blah, blah, blah. And he's a backup. So it's a distraction. A so, it's, so it's a distraction, right? But who creates the distraction? The media creates the distraction. If some team signs Kaepernick, all of this media. You know, TMZ, CNN, all these non-sports that's a, media that's is going to descend on the team. Then a, all the team, then all the players are going to start asking, "Hey, what do you think of Colin? What do you think of them signing him?" Blah 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 blah. And it becomes this huge deal for a guy who's a backup for a backup quarterback. No team is going to put themselves through that bullshit that's for interesting. a backup you know, I quarterback. I've never thought about that. I'm so the media of, should kind of think about their own hype culture. I'm thinking about, about that. Right, I'm thinking about that right now. And because uh... Michael Bennett is was just as outspoken as Kaepernick. 
He kneeled. He protested. He accused the cops in Vegas of racism, even though when you look at the video, he was he ran from the cops. You know, they're looking for a shooter. And here goes Michael Bennett running and jumping over a wall. Well, of course, the cops are going to kind of come get you. Fuck you and it's funny when you look at that video, the body cam footage from Vegas. Right. They're walking past literally hundreds of black people that are just standing there. Right. They're just standing there watching the cops roll by body cam, you know. If they want to just harass black people, they could have done it, right? But they're walking past literally hundreds of black people. Yeah, I, I, and then one guy runs. Yes, the cops are going to chase you if you run. I, I vaguely recall that. He was he, he, he was... hid behind a slot machine, and they were like, hey, come back from behind there. And then he ran out the door. Of course they're going to... Ch- they're looking for a shooter. Sometimes you got to dip. You know, exactly. <laughs> but whatever happened to that, he accused the cops of racism, claimed that, you know, he was in fear of his life or whatever. When, they, when you watch the body, they walked by literally the, the, hundreds the, of black the people. The last thing I'll say is... I hate how racism is real, and, and you know there it are is, races. Absolutely, I don't. But wanna, I, I, don't I hate. To, I hate yeah. how it gets diminished. Real, real yes. racism gets diminished by right. by everybody being a fucking racist right. who does something you don't like. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like such a, a it's such an over. It's a, you, you hear it every day. Right. The, and we've gone from the race card to the rape card. They just changed the letter. We've gone from the race card to the rape card because that was one thing I, I didn't quite make that point about about Libby because to me it's more. You know what? What Tam, some of those things, Tammy, and I, it was hilarious in the newsroom yesterday, hearing Tegan interviewing Tammy and having to say, "So about that meme that says if there is no sperm, you must confirm. If there ain't no sperm, you got to confirm." As as a reporter, could you ever imagine having to ask that question of someone, right? No. And so I had to get a chuck on that. But what she said to me was, like, I, I don't know. I wasn't on the other line. I just. You having have listened to a line. reporter having to ask a poor, question poor <laughs> that is quoting a Johnny Cochran meme about if there is no sperm, you must have, having to actually verb say that, right? Yeah. As a question oh. to a, pub, you know, who's now a public figure, a nominee. But the, the, I find, you know, more offensive, which I mean, I, I think that's pretty offensive. I think that's a, I think it's a really sophomoric meme that might be a funny joke just, just stupid, like right yeah. among your friends like yeah, just, yeah. but to put it on there's the internet, so many things that, to put we, that on the internet there's I mean, so many things i text pe- friends we text right, each other right. that i would never in a million years exactly you know? the things you say in private or in private conversations is far different than when you hit send and put it on the internet for anyone to see i mean i so i find that to be tasteless i find that to be basically offensive well, well um, her thing but, was but, she, she was but, she was sharing like it was like it was like 50 of these retweets a day what was her day job? But anyway, stay, but, stay far, baby. But, uh, but I find it more offensive that Libby went to Washington D.C. to participate in the character assassination and attempted, you know, derailment of Brett Kavanaugh. Because as a lawyer who theoretically should be trained on the presumption of innocence, who should theoretically know that um, an accusation alone is not enough to destroy somebody. And yet she flew down to Washington, D.C. as a lawyer, as a liberal, well, to try think, to keep Kavanaugh from being confirmed. I don't think she went as a lawyer. I think she went as a, as she, a, as a but, woman. But, she's, but she is okay, but, she, she is a but, lawyer. But, but right. But uh, as a lawyer, she, should, she would shred the case against Brett Kavanaugh. If she was rep- representing Brett Kavanaugh in a legal case, she would shred the well, case I, against him. I think him. a lot of the women that went down there were lawyers. Right, and that's the thing. They 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 totally threw out their objectivity. They threw out their uh, training on that. When you look at what was claimed against Kavanaugh, was complete bullshit, and there was no evidence to back up any of it. 
but yet they went down and participated in this effort to kill his character and get him denominated get him defeated yeah. and she went down and participated my, in that. My, my, and i find that much more offensive my, than anything tammy posted even though as offensive as that meme i i think is my, right? th- my thing with Kavanaugh is uh is, is like <laughs> th- that hearing that to me that was like man i don't know if he should be on the court man <laughs> you know what what would you do i don't know what would you do if, if, if you were accused good. of being a gang rapist he was accused of being a gang rapist he was accused of leading Parties did, did where you, women were drugged you watch the SNL? and raped. No, I don't watch. Oh, SNL you, for come that, on! So. You got to watch no, that skit. No, you still, need to watch that no. skit. It's it's actually it, really funny. I, you know, you I, I don't think it's funny what they did to him though. Well, I, I, because because you're setting up because they did what they did to Kavanaugh. They did to the Covington kids. They just looked at him and decided. He's a piece of shit, and he needs to be brought down. He's a well, white I, guy. He's got white privilege. He went to a private school. We're gonna get him. You know, and that was no, why there, Trump there, was there's, brilliant. There's probably some, de- there's, there's some degree of I don't. Yeah, there's some degree of that. And 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 that's there. why Trump. It was a brilliant pick because he picked somebody that the D.C. establishment Republicans would fight for. If he had put up uh, a, what's her name, the, Comey Barrett, or what, what's her name, uh, the uh, the the district court judge. Uh, yeah, um, I, if, I, he, yeah. if he had put her up, the establishment Republicans would not have fought for him. The why it was a brilliant pick. Because they were going to, the Democrats were going to smear whoever he nominated, and so by putting up somebody that everybody in the D.C. Republican establishment knew, liked, related to, they would fight for him, and they did, uh, because they were like, look, because they're looking at Kavanaugh, and they're like, look, if they do that to him, they'll do that to me. Lindsey Graham, that's why Lindsey Graham went off the reservation he from went, the, he, the he, good he, Republican. He went off the good Republican, demo, you know, right? Where he could be a reliable anti-Trump quote or, or whatever. Uh, Lindsey Graham was like, F you. And you know, I know I can say whatever I want, but, you know, he would F you, you to you, you guys. So you want you know, and, well, you know. Well, I, I, we, I, we, you know, like we, when we talk about social media, what you say, blah, 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 whatever. He went F you to, to those people who were, who were trying to do that because he knows Kavanaugh. He knows his character. He knows what kind of person he is. And what they were trying to do to him was so outrageous, was so above. And, and if it would have been a, another candidate, they might have got away with it. So it was a great I think, I think there's some degree of people are still mad about Merrick Garland and they're willing to do Some people are willing to, you know. What it. I would say to that is do you really think that Harry Reid – in 2008, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died in 2008 and the Democrats controlled the Senate, do you really think Harry Reid would have let George Bush nominate somebody to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg? That's a good question. I mean, I think Biden at some point talked about that. To in the take night. advantage of Fuck no. He would not have there allowed. There it is. There it is. He would not have allowed Bush to nominate somebody to replace. And if, and if Bush had repl- nominated somebody to replace the notorious RBG, there's no way Harry Reid would have let it get to a vote, a hearing, any of that. So, so, I mean, Chuck Schumer in 2007 was saying, because of the election coming up, we shouldn't let any Supreme Court nominations be determined. So, so anybody who brings up Merrick Garland, I mean, and they'll, oh, well, that's a hypothetical. That's a, it's not even a hypothetical. There's no way Harry Reid— I think it demonstrates the— Harry Reid, who nuked the filibuster for district court judges to get, you know, Democrats on the D.C. circuit and whatnot— when you look at the history of Harry Reid, to think that Harry Reid would have allowed Bush, <laughs> bless you, thank you. If Harry, if you think Harry Reid 
who nuked the filibuster in the first place would have allowed Bush to nominate someone to replace RBG in 2008 before an election. I mean, they're not being honest. If they, if they, I, I, if I, they try to argue that he would have, they're not being honest. I, I think it highlights, greatly highlights the political division and the kind of on both, you know, it's, it's, but it's a division since it's, it's in 92. You know, yeah, that's why they call the Biden rule, because Biden was saying this in 1991 that, or, or 1992 that George H.W. Bush shouldn't be able to nominate Supreme Court justices. No, I, know, in I, saw, I saw the. Uh, so, so, I mean, the he, was, partisanship, he was looking. He was looking. He was looking. He was he was quite the good you know, looking I, younger man. Yeah, you know, I, I got to just say I, that real quick. He was, I, I went back and, you know, I, I had to do a I think my graduate thesis um, at, at Arkansas I was looking at political advertising. So you go back and you research and you go back, go back and look at the political ads that, you know, that ran in 1800. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah, I've, I've seen I mean, have you seen what they accused each other of back then? Yeah, what the press wrote about each each oh, yeah. other, each candidate back then? I mean, look, we fought a war in this country. People say it was more more divi- we're more divided than ever. Um, yeah, we had six hundred and some thousand people die in an actual well, divisive uh, uh, civil war. Civil war, and then also the sixties were. Look at the sixties were extremely. Yes, and, I mean, you had assassinations yeah, all the time. Right, uh, you know, JFK, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Kennedy, Bob, Garvey, Bobby, Bobby Kennedy, both Kennedys. You mean you had political figures being shot dead? In the 60s, you had riots in the street. You had the National Guard shooting protesters at Kansas. Democratic convention, like yeah, the Democratic convention riots and the Watts riots, the L.A. riots. I mean, the the Detroit riots. You had, I mean, the 60s was. I mean, the country was on fire. And so when you see some people say like we're more divided than ever, get a history book. I think the social media people who should uh, know better, older people. The social social media exacerbates a lot of it. Everybody acts like history started yesterday, or it started on January twentieth, twenty nineteen, or twenty seventeen, or it started with Obama because these guys, all these millennial reporters. Who don't know shit? Yeah, they, they don't. And I don't mean to talk bad about millennials. No, but pe- I'm pe- saying people don't. People don't, don't read. Uh, they don't know history. They don't understand. understand history. And I have a history yeah. degree, so I'm I'm somebody who thinks it's very they important only, to know. They only know what they know. Yeah. They don't know what they don't know, and we're, I think that's you know we're yeah we're we're approaching one hour ten minutes. You're probably one of my longest podcasts, but fascinating well, podcast. Well, I think we should do this. Enjoy, hopefully, people will enjoy. Well, it, people will know? listen to this. Yeah. I guarantee it. This has been a good uh, discussion. I think. We're in this room because are, the other, yeah, the other room was we're in a being used. So we're in some beautiful view here. Though, we're in a, the port, the mountains. It's we're nice, we're you know, in nice the day. port view room here on Fourth Avenue, and it uh, looks like there's going to be a wedding here. At some, I would say it's a good bet. This is going to be a wedding. I'm going to say one more thing. I just saw on Seth Meyers uh, the most amazing story. We're going to end with this. Uh, dude gets an email. There's a bachelor party. Sends out a group email saying, you know, here's the bachelor party. It's in Vermont. It's his mm-hmm. weekend. They get the one spelling of the name wrong. It goes to this dude in California. He goes, he goes, fuck yes, I'm in. <laughs> and, and they were like, actually, this was the wrong email, but like, you seem awesome. And it's like some like kind of bro looking dude from California. Mm-hmm. He's got a kid, he's married. Mm-hmm. He like, I'm not a big fan of the GoFundMe all the time, but right. in this case, he GoFunded me. Like, I'm going to go to this fucking bachelor party in Vermont. He raised like five grand in like two hours. Wow. <laughs> he goes to it. Like, like they sh- it got like out there. He showed up. There was like. At the airport, they like some company donated all this beer. Like some company gave him like a Maserati, mm-hmm. and it was just like this awesome. That's pretty pretty good story. Yeah, that's a that's good story to end cool. on. I mean, yeah. I, maybe we should show up at this you wedding know. and maybe. I mean, you're wearing a naughty. I got to say, folks, he's wearing a naughty by nature hoodie, and I just love that about you. Feel me flow. I love that. Holla at you. Hear me. Woo! All right, Andrew. I want to thank you for the bookers. Um, Which that, you originally thought was hookers in the he, text message. He texted me last <laughs> night and he said, "I'll bring the bookers." And I just glanced at it and I said, "Holy shit!" I thought it said hookers, and then I read it, I read it back and I said, "Okay, okay, we're good." I said, "I didn't yeah. I didn't know you were that on that level." 
We'll get there. You, you got. You got. We'll get there. You got contacts. Yeah. Not. The, got, not on the first date, Jeff. Not on the first date. Well, we we, we were on the radio with. Uh, remember? That's true. We did a whole four hours. I think this podcast is long. We did four hours together. Well, but this is straight. Uh, this is no. Three. This is three, this three. is no breaks. Yeah. So that was breaks. But yeah, yeah. this is our second date. So That's I don't true. even want to know what's going to happen. A on the third, third date. date. You know what happens on third date? Yeah. No. It, a third yeah, base. Consummation. Yeah. The yeah. whole thing. All right, folks. Well, um, again, Landmine Radio. Thanks for listening to me with Andrew Jensen, managing editor, Journal of Commerce, and I think this was a great. This was fun. Good discussion. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah, good discussion. Good, Great good discussion. view. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to listen to other podcasts or have any ideas for people for me to talk to, let me know. Um, I'll pretty much do it with almost anybody. Not to impugn Mr. Jensen here because he's pretty high level. So anyways, uh, stay tuned. We'll have the next episode up later and uh, we'll uh, talk to you folks next time. Landline.